From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Some midday ridiculousness in your face. Like we do it every single day here on ESPN 1063. Wednesday means Jeanette Javier. And hey, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? You need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Don't live in pain anymore. There's help here. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. That is baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Before we get to listening lunch, with Baker Mayfield, and I mean, Jeanette Stone, you guys hit on it, and this is it's perfectly said. If the Browns don't land Deshaun Watson, how after that sob story farewell, seeming farewell to Cleveland fans, I don't know where I'm taking my next snap, and oh, I've always tried my hardest. Baker, Reagan, Mayfield, that entire message yesterday, how does he get under center again for that franchise? How did the Browns... How can they go into training camp thinking, yeah, that's uh, that's the even-keeled guy we want running our team? They can't. Mm-mm. That's now, it. What is the difference? It is Kyler Murray. What he did is just as childish. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. as childish. And what he has to walk into the same locker room now, with the same coaching staff and do the same exact thing. That's actually a really, really good point because Kyler Murray basically sent an ultimatum. Yeah. After one of the single worst quarterback playoff performances we've ever seen. I mean, our lasting image from Kyler Murray in the playoffs is throwing a ball over his shoulder and it being walked two yards into the end zone for a Mm -hmm. touchdown, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he has the gall, the audacity to have his agent write basically the, the social media equivalent of the New Testament in the smallest font possible. Yes. 5,000 words to say that Kyler Murray's not happy with his contract, right? And so there's, there's the, the childish, I need my money, and then there's the soft, feel bad for me. Different sides of the coin. Which one comes off is more unpalatable, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield? I think that's a great point, Stone. Which one, if you're an NFL team, which one comes off is more unpalatable? What Baker did? Feel bad for me, love me, hug me, touch me. Or Kyler Murray, where it's like, pay me my money. And honestly, Kyler Murray has a contract issue. And countless quarterbacks before him have had contract issues. For me, it was annoying, but not completely out of the norm. What Baker Mayfield did, that's kind of soft, right? Yeah, I would go with Baker Mayfield on that question. The fact that you are are saying these words without knowing 
where you're going to play without the Browns even coming up to you and telling you where you're going to play. That was a little weird, very soft, and not what anybody would do if they had swagger. It's tough because in how I see it is you're number one overall pick for that team. Like, and, and believe it or not, the fans are behind them. So to just be like flirting with another, this is the same thing in a relationship, just to be like flirting with somebody else. And it's like you catching them at lunch. You seeing your girlfriend and she's talking to another guy. Like it hurts. Like it hurts. Okay, I understand you, that, but this also is not uncommon. It's in the NFL. completely, completely not uncommon whatsoever. That's the thing. If you're Baker Mayfield, you've got to understand business is business. You know, like it, it's it sucks. It sucks. But you know what's not helping your cause is what Baker Mayfield did. Mm. Like that, you just can't. You can't put out the sob story. And listen, Stone, we know, Jeanette, you know. I'm far from some alpha male, okay? I think uh, you're an alpha male. I, 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 I'm, I'm not, mm. this, uh, I'm not this, this tough guy, uh, don't show your emotion you know, type of, of personality. You know me, Jeanette. I'm twitchy and weird and emotional and screamy, so I'm not alpha by any means. But I also know locker room reputations. I know how NFL locker rooms work. I've spent time in them. I understand the dynamic. College football, NFL, you can't have your quarterback getting weepy. That was just weird. I can't remember the last time that someone took it so personally that God forbid their team is actually trying to make a business transaction. And I get it hurts. And I get that you're loyal to that team and that's been your only franchise. But you can't do that. You're hurting more than helping yourself personally. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Who's advising Baker Mayfield? Is it, did his agent have that run by him? It sounded like his wife, the way he wrote that. I mean, honestly, who's advising this dude? It's not good business on his part. He should have advised somebody because he probably advised I, I got to think he's got nobody. people around him that he pays to say, hey. Uh, and, he, and he ignored them all. That's like, what that post on. sounds like. Who, who, you can't say anybody who would advise somebody to write anything right. publicly would put your middle name as a signature. Right. <laughs> Very true. Baker Reagan Mayfield. What grown-ass man told Kyler Murray, hey, log into your Instagram and wipe it clean of the Arizona Cardinals because that'll show them. Like, that's just... Yeah, that's, that's childish, that's too. That's just that's so petty. childish. Yeah, that's these, petty. Are, these are grown-ass men acting like children. And it's it's like that. And I know he's my boy now, like Mike Francesa. He's part of the Ken Levick Alive <laughs> Network, right? Uh, <laughs> that, uh, hey, that's facts. That's but facts. What, if, what if Stephanie Prince decided that one of the greatest sports talk radio hosts of all time, who spends a lot of time here, Mike Francesa, maybe he was a great option to host the Midday Show. You know what wouldn't help my cause, either here at ESPN 106.3 or with a future potential employer, would to sit here on the, on the radio, on this mic, while I know that Francesa is talking with Steph and going, West Palm, Stewart, Firo, I can't wait to hear your middle name. I just, I just, I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you opening your ears for me every single day and being my pal and talking sports like my buds. I, I know that I've tried my hardest and I've given everything to you, my voice, my brain, and my takes. Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, just know that wherever my next microphone is, I'll give it my all, just like I did for you. Sincerely, Kenneth 
Gregory Lavica. Yes. Like, do you think that would help my cause? No. No! But it's nice we know your middle name now. Yeah. Gregory. You're Gregory. We would bring you like a cake or something on like your <laughs> last day. Or a cupcake or something. Uh, Kenneth Gregory Lavica, by the way, when I was in trouble as a uh, child, because there's so many syllables and you can really emphasize them, Kenneth Gregory Lavica. That's a terrifying name oh, when you're in trouble. Miserable. Yeah, not good. Scott is in Jupiter. Scott's on Ken Lavica Live or Kenneth Gregory Lavica Live. Hey, Scott. KGL, that is a sweet handle. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I agree with Stone. I think this is true to form with Baker, and I think he's just being a selfish, manipulative yep. little brat. Yeah, yes. It's all Kyler get his way, and he figured, what have I got to lose? Let's go for it. And for these guys making the amount of money that they're making, it's a win-win either way. Yeah, and I just, I, I cannot believe, if Baker stays quiet, and maybe he's not in the Browns' plans any longer, he's still attractive on the market, right? But oh, this, yeah. I yep. would see Absolutely. this, another GM, I would see this and say, wait, is this guy too mentally fragile to actually be able to be in a locker room? Uh, and here's the thing with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray at least has the numbers to back up, sticking yeah. around. Baker Mayfield yep. doesn't. And Scott, appreciate the call. I mean, Kyler's numbers, the Cardinals say, all right, yeah, we like that production. Baker Mayfield doesn't have one single number for the exception of cherry-picked numbers in a pandemic season for you to say, ah, extend him, keep him around. Don't pursue Deshaun Watson. Scott brought up a good point, and I'd ask you, Ken, is it a win-win situation to do something like this like in the, in the long haul? One, you go back to the Browns and you, you reconstruct your contract or whatever, you're still getting paid. Two, Deshaun Watson comes in, you leave, and you get paid somewhere else. Like, is that a win-win? And I don't know how to how to else to phrase it, but it is it a win-win. You either get paid in and in Cleveland, or you're well, going somewhere else and getting paid. With the thing, with that long thing he just well, put out. Baker, I mean, it's not like Baker's not going to be a quarterback. Again. Exactly. But I also feel like posting things like that, Jeanette. I think it dries up the pool of who might potentially be interested. Mm. In a Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. Other people are watching. Other people are following. And let's not forget, and Baker Mayfield's the first to tell you, how much injuries have played into his performance or lack thereof. So it's not just this sad message that he's posted or the feel sympathy for me stuff after the divisional round. It's the fact that, oh yeah, I'm coming off of a massive shoulder injury that required surgery. But yeah, I'm an attractive option to go pursue, mm-hmm. right? Like he's just continuing to dig his grave in terms of who's interested. That's what that's what happens. Those are the consequences of your actions when you post something so emotional like that. That's unnecessary. That came out of n- nowhere. Like if I if I every Wednesday came into you came came into this room and 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 uh, unloaded on you all of my problems and got weepy and sad. Would you want to come in and do the show anymore? No. I mean, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to sit there on social media and listen to Baker. Baker, go get a therapist. Find a therapist. I've gone through therapy. It works. It's a good thing. You got plenty of money. Find a great therapist. Go talk to him or her. So you're going to tell me Pete Carroll wouldn't swoop him up? Maybe. Or Washington wouldn't scoop him up if they had the choice? Maybe. Maybe. But it, it fine. Great. But- it doesn't change the fact that he's a weepy... Oh, hell no, it doesn't. Weepy little... Uh, feel bad for me, quarterback. But if you're looking at acquiring Baker Mayfield, wouldn't you look at this tweet and have a big eye roll and say, oh, yeah. 
This is the guy. I think Jeanette, like, that's what it is. Everything about this is an eye roll. Yes. It's just annoying. It's really, really annoying. It's a total eye roll. That message, Baker Mayfield, what do we think of Baker Mayfield after that message? What do we think of Baker Mayfield? Like, just in general, what do we think of him? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Uh, also, we talked about the time change to start this show or how we're never going to spring forward again or fall back once this goes through the house in D.C. We're not going to be on standard time any longer. It's going to be all daylight savings time. Uh, a- a- Andrew Abramson says that no time is good uh, when it comes to having young kids. And then when it comes to sports times, there is no great time earlier, and I'd miss key times while kids are going to bed. Later, sports start times, and I can't stay awake. So I think, I mean, no that time guy, is good. He's got a lot going on. But 7 guy. o'clock. 7 o'clock, right? Like, that's what it means, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. That's I... the sports time on weekdays. I would even push it to six. I do six. That's ideal, though. I do six. We don't get blessed with that very often. But they, the TV networks would never go for that. No. Ever, ever, ever. Radio would be great. Because, again, catch first quarter, right in your car, go home, flip the TV on. It's perfect. But they'll never do it. They'll never, ever do it. But as we established in hour one, we stand the central time zone. <laughs> yes, we do. Want to know why? Vibes. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular later on here in hour number two. Let's get to a really quick listening lunch here on Ken Levick Alive. The audio clips you need to hear while you enjoy your salad and your panini at lunchtime. And we break them down here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, panini salad? That's what you're doing, a little half and halfsies there? Yeah, yeah. Panini and salad. Today? Panini and salad. Uh, I need everybody to hear the... Republican Senate candidate in the state of Georgia, Herschel Walker. That's how we're kicking it off. Herschel Walker yesterday, he has some thoughts about creation and about how humans came onto this planet and populated this planet. Herschel Walker was at a church making an appearance. And again, this is one of your key candidates for a Senate seat. In Georgia, here is former Heisman Trophy winner, Herschel Walker. Here, that means somebody up there had to say, let there be light that the earth started. And then he had to put someone there on earth. Remember, Adam was there. Remember, Adam came there, then Eve came. So somebody (laughs) had to start it out. So that means it had to be a God. Because it didn't just, uh, some bomb blew up and it started out. And then I'll tell you something else I heard. And I think about this. Oh, tell us, Herschel. At one time, science said man Uh came from apes. Uh Did it not? I've, that's uh, when know, you go I, to the every, science. Time, every time I read or hear that, I think to myself, you just didn't read the same Bible I did. Well, what, this was interesting, though. If that is true, why are there still apes? Oh, my God. Think about it. You know, now you're think getting too it. smart for it. No, 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 no. Think about this. <laughs> oh, everything about my brain is a puddle. Oh, that man is running for a six-year office. <laughs> hey, hey. I, I heard, I heard, I heard that humans came from apes. But if that's the case, why are there still apes? He just questioned evolution. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. The best part is the walk-off. Think about it. Oh, no, Herschel, I will. I will. Hey, I'm all for going to church on Sunday, opening the Bible, singing some hymns, believing in a higher power. That's just dumb. 
And then the reaction. Now you're too smart for us oh, now. Oh, oh, dropping the knowledge. You want to hear that part again? No, please. Every time I read or hear that, I think to myself, you just didn't read the same Bible I did. Well, what this was interesting, though. Oh, what is? If that is true, why are there still eight? Why? Think about it. You know, now you're getting too smart for it. No, no, no. I can't even comprehend it. You're right. Yeah, that's right. I can't comprehend it to a certain degree. That's for sure. You're getting too smart for us. Ah, way too smart. I can't even understand that logic. Herschel Walker is case in point that in 2022, literally any living, breathing organism on this planet is qualified to run for public office. With any bit of influence. Oh, Absolutely. Because you know they're bringing up all the credentials when he's about to go on stage. Which I mean, mean nothing. Oh. Which, which I mean, his mean course. nothing. For sure. But guys. But that's the best part of it all. Remember. Remember. Herschel Walker wants you to think about it. <laughs> Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I look forward to that man uh, being elected to uh, the United States Senate. A lot of great listening lunches coming up. <laughs> oh, baby. Tony is in West Palm. What's up, Tony? What up, what up, what up, y'all? Hey, I don't know if y'all feeling me on this, but I don't know. Are you not Are you not ready for a, a Baker Mayfield, Herschel Walker, Ted talk? I mean, <laughs> that would be that, that would be dynamic. It would be dynamic. We, we would learn about evolution in quantum <laughs> physics on the next level. Baker Mayfield could, could, could educate us all. And emotions and how uh-huh. we should feel and how how I mean it's, it's amazing it'd be amazing. I tell you what, Peace that's, that's God bless. like hey, Tony appreciates you. That is that would be a next level melt my brain dead dog. They're they're just missing either Aaron Rodgers or Kyrie Irving. Oh my God! What if you added both of them to that? What if Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving? Herschel Walker and Baker Mayfield teamed up to travel the country and give it to With, talks. like, Dennis Rodman as the moderator? Oh, my God. Total freak show. And they would sell out every single arena they went to. Absolutely. <laughs> I would be there front and center. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, if I had to pay a ticket, I would do, like, a, a buck 20 to, to, to get in that, to get in that theater. Show. Grab your popcorn, grab Ugh. your 3D glasses, and let's sit there and re- revel. Special guest, Donald Trump. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN <laughs> 106.3. Jeanette Javier yes. on this Wednesday. Stone Lebanowitz Friday Night Lights. I don't know if this is the old in me talking. It probably is. But Buck Showalter was preaching yesterday. The new Mets manager in St. Lucie. First of all, for all the nonsense with the Yankees, and we heard Chris Russo today saying, hey, Aaron Judge, you want to get vaccinated? Just do it. I'll put it in your fanny. <laughs> The shot. Um, but it was. <laughs> uh, Buck Showalter, he was asked about the vaccine booster. <laughs> what if What if it was going to be mandated? What if Mets players needed to get the vaccine in order to play at City Field? Listen to this response from Buck Showalter, who is just over the discussion. I'm, I'm going to get my getting ready to get my fourth booster. Bring it on. They can stick it anywhere they want to stick it. <laughs> They can stick it wherever they want to stick it. Hey, you know what, Buck? I hear you. I love it. I hear you. I hear you. Get her done. Get her done. Get her done. Get her done. Then there's Buck Showalter. Someone asked him about inspirational sayings, signs in the locker room. Uh, This this happens all over. I'm sure at Southern Illinois Stone, when you were the quarterback, there were signs in the locker room around the practice facility, inspirational sayings. Today, 
you're a champion. Yeah, we know it, Notre Dame has the legendary sign as they exit the tunnel. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, the problem is it's like whatever vibe your coach is in that month. Back if he's been watching this YouTube series yeah. or he's been watching Yellowstone or whatever, it ends up in the locker room the week <laughs> later. That's how it goes for all schools. <laughs> uh, but Buck Showalter, uh, we very quickly find out where he stands on putting inspirational messages in the clubhouse. I'm not big on putting all these sayings up around and then they're just wall space. But I would have one if I put it up it said play better. <laughs> it I mean really, you control it. Play better. And no place can turn the page on that better than where we play. But you control it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you try to through the process eliminate sympathetic ears. You know, you'd love to get to the point where well, let me go talk to Pete. He'll listen. He didn't want to hear it. Let me go talk to... Well, uh, probably don't want to hear it. Let me go... After a while, it's just... You know what? I guess I got to go play better. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know it's old school, but has there ever been... Have you ever walked around anywhere and you've seen an inspirational saying, and Jeanette, it's turned your day around? I have left a guy's house because it had a live, laugh, love sign. <laughs> I am not joking. I want an, an air knuckles. Oh, That's big man, time. That is glorious. I walked in. We were going to have an extra glass of wine after we just went out. Oh, and man. there in the kitchen, it said, live, laugh, love. I was like, you know oh, what? Thank man. you for the good time. I got to go. Absolutely was he, not. Was he wearing a V-neck? But no. Hey, he what's wasn't. wrong with V-necks, dude? Nothing, because I kind of wear them too. Yeah, so. come on, dude. Aren't you but wearing one right that. now? No, that's like a, no, that's a, no, no a regular collar. But. No, the signs, they got to go. They mean nothing. They're just a bunch of cliches that are right. empty and meaningless, and they don't inspire anybody. I'm a fan of funny ones outside of bars, like little one-punch jokes. But those are also all the same. Oh, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Some of them are the same. Come on now. No, no, so I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about the basic ones. I'm talking about the good ones. I, I can't think of any good ones but right now. But you those aren't inspirational. Those are just used to make you But you giggle. said that make you feel, woo. Like when I see one, it does make me. Well, it lifts your spirits, but it's not going to make you like attack your day harder. Yeah, let's go. Like, it's five o'clock somewhere. Woo, get yeah, me a shot. Hell yeah. Get me another margarita. Yeah, yeah you're on vacation. At one o'clock. No, it's And you've cheesy. never been here before. You're like, woo, Stephanie, it's five o'clock. I mean, if it's going to be inspiring, at least make it inspiring at a bar that involves alcohol. I'll take that. But like live, laugh, love. I'll that's take a funny. play better. Yeah, right. Because that, that's straight to the point. I mean, <laughs> honestly, uh, when Tony Sperano was the head coach of the Dolphins, they redid the locker room and they started putting inspirational sayings throughout the facility. And I was like, really? At the professional level, do you think any of these dudes are looking at the wall saying, oh, man, I have more heart now. The only thing they got is the music in their headphones. Right, exactly. Exactly. And that is your listening lunch here on Ken LaVick Alive. When we return, it's time to review Major League. Who is doing it? Well, none other than Jeanette Javier. Shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Oh, my God. You know what I'm going to do? Donate to charity. Save a puppy. And... Uh... Run another marathon? Yeah, and finish this radio show. Do you have another one real quick? Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Oh, I like that. Woo! Get out of here. It makes me want to vomit. Jeanette Javier, I'm Ken LaVica. Sports Movie Spectacular next. We're live on ESPN 106.3. 
from the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. And you know we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Baseball is back. Spring training is here. Finally. And that means it's time to head out to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Single game tickets on sale now. Home of the Washington Nationals and the American League champion Houston Astros. Military and senior ticket discount days are available. Buy them up. Visit the website for more information. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. That's ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Nationals opening day is coming up Friday. And then on Sunday, Astros opening day at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches. And breaking news here on Ken Levick Alive. Guess who is the new in-game host during spring training for the Houston Astros? I'm looking at her right now. Congratulations, Jeanette Javier. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited on the opportunity. It is awesome. And so even more incentive to get out to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches to see the Houston Astros. The attractive home slate in West Palm for the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. By the way, the concourse is the best 360-degree concourse. I love going out to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. We'll be broadcasting live occasionally over the next couple of weeks. But... Everybody congratulate the new in-game host. Spring training for the Houston Astros. Ballpark at the Palm Beaches, Jeanette Javier Stone. Congratulate her, please. Congratulations. But it was easy for you. We knew you were going to get it. You're shooing. Thank you. It's a big deal. Awesome. It's a big you. deal. So this is great. So Jeanette Javier, again, congratulations to Jeanette. She's going to be out there. Ballpark at the Palm Beaches. You'll see her. She's the in-game host for the Astros. And you know what? You feel free, feel free to congratulate her at 888-760-3776 or on Twitter at Jeanette and Juice. Okay? Congratulate her. Get in those replies, not in the DMs, but in the replies. Nice save. You can call and congratulate her. <laughs> do that whole thing. But Jeanette Javier rules. We know that. And she is the new in-game host for I the Houston that. Astros in spring <laughs> training. Time now for a segment that we look forward to every week. She didn't watch sports movies until weeks ago when she began to co-host here on Ken LeVick Alive. She previously had only seen Disney movies and Dances with Wolves. She's trying to expand <laughs> her movie repertoire, and every week she watches a new sports movie and reviews them. It is time now for Jeanette Javier's Sports Movie Spectacular. All right, Jeanette. This week, we're going baseball. Mm-hmm. And we're going Major League, the comedy hit from the 90s, mm-hmm. documenting the trials, tribulations, and the laughs that ensue with the lowly Cleveland Indians. And of course, Jeanette, being the proud Dominican that she is, she rates these movies on a scale of one to five. But no, not thumbs, not stars. Instead, plantains, mm-hmm. the Hispanic banana. They are not. One. Get off their case. They are not bananas at all. When was the last time you peeled and ate a plantain? Because you don't. <laughs> plantains. One plantain means, ah, not so good. Five plantains. Ah, superior. That's how we rate them. Jeanette, what are your notes on Major League? All right. So the movie came out in 1989, the year before I was born. So I've, of course, never seen this one. Um, the cast, Tom Berenger. Yep. 
Uh, never heard of him, but his last name is my favorite, one of my favorite, like, drinking wines that I had in college. <laughs> so that was cool. Okay. Charlie Sheen, I've heard for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Two and a half men and his love affair with things off the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other, I'm looking at the cast, Corbin Burnson, Margaret Winton, Rene Russo, James Gammon. I've never. Rene Russo back in the day was the realist. Oof. She is beautiful. She was stunning in the movie. Hell yeah, she is. So I'm pretty sure that she was thriving elsewhere. Uh, first, congratulations to Cleveland mm-hmm. for having a movie made out of it. I've never imagined anybody would be so interested into uh, the city of Cleveland, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. But of course, the whole purpose of the movie was that the manager wanted to move the team from Cleveland to Miami. Correct. Correct. Which, the line, the reasoning behind it made me laugh a little bit. Uh, quote, the stadium has 65,000 seats, 45 VIP boxes. Imagine for me in Boca, plus free membership in the West Palm Polo Club and Country Club. You could relate. Yeah, but not only that, does she not recognize how far Miami is from all of this? See, that's a good point. That is a very good observation. Because, and like, first of all. Geographically, doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sorry, you know your true, like, Palm Beach County person. When the drive, that's why we take the bright line. That's right. When the drive oh, to stole. Miami Tate is like the, one of the most horrific things that yep. you have to plan for. Nightmare. So I was like, she's absolutely ignorant to the whole South Florida thing. That is a great catch, actually. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things, like promotions, it was a cute comedy movie. Mm-hmm. They had a couple one-liners that made me laugh a lot. One of them was Die Hard Night, free entry to people who were actually here when the Reds won the last pennant. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little jab. The Indians, I, you mean? You said Reds. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, sorry. The <laughs> um, also, it was kind of annoying how one of the guys, I forgot his name, kept going back to the girl, the Olympic, like his lo- former love interest. Uh, Corbin Burnson? Yes. That character, the yes. third baseman? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. He could, like, leave the girl alone. Yeah. I know, like, she obviously just wants you because you were the hot shot dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you are... Stupid yeah. to go back to this girl. And, of course, they end up back together because they win. Right. And which, of course, she embraces the man, but, like, you were dumb, which mm. you obviously were. Right. Um, I loved the coach so much. You loved the manager? Yeah. The, the manager, yes, the coach, obviously. <laughs> um, um, and then I, one of my favorite parts was the how, despite the, the – it was very obvious to the players that they, that they were set up to fail. But they were like, nah, man, we're mm-hmm. going to win this thing, and we're going to do it very well. Oh, really? I mean, Willie Mays Hayes, he got everything started at the top of the batting order. And wild thing mm-hmm. to the Charlie she- yeah. Sheen character, uh-huh. absolutely hilarious. Okay. I love from the haircut that he had that had the little, like, lightning bolts in the back. Absolutely absurd, but you see it, like, yeah. you, you, you see men rock that thing. But do they rock it like Charlie Sheen did in that movie? Absolutely not. And it, then he adds the glasses, and it changes the whole dynamic. Oh, and then they play the wild, the wild yeah. thing yeah. music. Now, did you know that most of those scenes, the home games in Cleveland, were actually shot at County Stadium in Milwaukee? Really? Mm-hmm. You see? Cleveland. Yeah. Weird. Can't even film the movie about Cleveland in Cleveland. Exactly. So that's uh, that's really sad. I was excited for the city of yeah. Cleveland. Can I do my pr- impression of the manager from Major League? Go ahead. Dorn! <laughs> that was it? Good? Yeah, that's it. 
Oh, I was gonna. I was expecting you to like yell about something. No. It was really funny how they had the poster of the lady. Mm-hmm. Like they had a little, a bunch of little incentives that were really interesting. The meeting. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes was great. This is the second movie I've seen with Wesley Snipes in it. First one was Wild Man Can't Jump. And actually, on that note, Ooh. I think that this is the first movie I've seen with Charlie Sheen in it. Oh wow! Okay. I've only seen him in Two and a Half Men and in the News. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Because he was, and oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right, 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 right. That's it. That's all I've seen Charlie Sheen in. Sheen. So <laughs> what did you think? You said it was a, a fun sports movie. Let's get to our rating here. One through five plantains. Major League. Comedy classic. Not even a cult classic. I think a comedy classic. Mainstream comedy classic. One through five plantains. One being meh. Five being let's go. What do you give it? I give it two plantains. Five plus two Two plantains. I gave wow. two plantains to Major League. Wow. It was cute. It was entertaining. But is it a movie I'm going to watch again? Maybe I, not. Wow. So, Jeanette Javier, she liked some of the moments, but didn't really do anything for her. It was... The, my, the things that made me laugh were, huh? Like that Die Hard pe- Pennant Night. That made me yeah. laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre is great in that movie. The broadcaster. Yes. Drinking... Yeah. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. listening. Bob Euchre's a classic in that movie. Two plantains. Well, I am extremely surprised. And that is Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular. Should we stick with baseball or should we go to like golf next? Mm, there are some good golf ones. What about Tin Cup? I have not seen Tin Cup. All right. Let's do Tin Cup next week. Tim Cup. Guess who that stars, Jeanette? I'll give you three guesses Kevin Costner. <laughs> Dances with Wolves again! Come through, baby! Come Every through, single Kevin movie Costner. that Jeanette watches goes back to her love of <laughs> Dances with Wolves. Matt Lawler, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. He is our sports law and sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. He also is a one hell of a personal injury attorney. His firm, they're taking care of you. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com. You never know. When there's going to be a personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, automobile accident, a boating accident, a motorcycle accident, you need someone in your corner. It's tough. It's tricky. It's scary. And Pat Lawler, he will calm you. He will have your back and he will fight for you. Get you the compensation you deserve. That's Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com for the free consultation. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. When we return, our tribute to one of the best damned pro wrestlers ever. Jeanette Javier, I'm Ken Lavica. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Our tiny little radio show is presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. We have to give proper tribute to one of the greatest damn wrestlers with one of the best gimmicks ever. We'll do that in a second because I need to I need to get myself right. I gotta I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little shook after last night because Kyrie went off mm. 60. Against the Magic. And Jeanette, as you know, the Magic are flat-out trash. They're not good. They're not good. But he had 41 in the first half. But again, it's versus the Magic. I know. It's, I know. A, it's versus an NBA team. I know. 41. Who, the, the worst in the East? 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Probably the Congratulations. Worst, the worst in the league. No, I don't think we're the worst in the league yet. Uh, but Kyrie and the Nets are starting to come together. And I don't know what's going to happen when Kyrie can start playing home games. It seems like it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later, I think. But, man, they are. They're good. They're good. And I still, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm still all in on the top seed in the East. But I'm just saying it might be a little more difficult for the Heat than I initially thought. But I'm not scared. It's still Heat in five. I'm not wavering off that. <laughs> heat in five. And especially when you hear this last night. Now, the Heat struggled a bit with the Pistons last night. That third quarter was not good. Pistons are pesky. But Tyler Hero, 30 ball last night. Six man of the year. I don't even think you can put money on him anymore to win it. I think it's just a done deal. He's the sixth man of the year. And he was, uh, he was at the podium post game with Bam Adebayo, who is the DPOY. He's going to be the defensive player of the year. Listen to this. Bam's not scared. Tyler's not scared. Therefore, I'm not scared. This is after the win over the Pistons last night. All right, we'll take another one from Cristo Saltas. My dog. <laughs> hey, Bam. Hey, Tyler. What a Kentucky connection right there. Well, I would like to ask you, both of you, how good this team can be until the end of the regular season? And those type of wins, how confidence booster, what kind of confidence booster for you are those type of wins? Uh, I feel like if Cal keeps being a floor general, you know, Tyler keeps being six man of the year, Jimmy keeps being MVP, and I keep being DPOY, I feel like uh, it's a... Uh, this... <laughs> Uh, this team has no ceiling, <clears throat> in my opinion. Um, you know, we can we can be one of the best teams in, in this league. Uh, when we're all clicking, we're all connected, and we're all playing together and having fun. All right, guys, thank you. I agree. Hope to see I, I absolutely Christos. agree. <laughs> I absolutely Black agree. DPOY is six man out. That's right. You tell him, Bam. Listen. Confidence. Yeah, best depth. Best depth in the East. That's Easy. indisputable. It, Not even a question. So, here's the approach in the playoffs. You just got to shut one of them down, KD or Kyrie. <laughs> one of them is going to go off. That's fine. One of them is going to go off. But you can't let both of them go off. Mm-mm. Right? That's the key. The I mean, Heat are still the better team. You're saying one of them. It's really Jimmy's going to stick KD the entire 60 minutes or however long that game lasts. Jimmy's going to have a tall task. Yeah, for sure. But I trust, I trust the Heat defensively. We already saw what they did to... The best pick and roll in NBA history, according to Stone. I said in the league. Embiid and Harden. I said in the league. That didn't go well. Embiid, 4 of 15 from the field. The Sixers, I mean, they are just free-falling right now. Free-falling into the playoffs. Okay, that's fine. Well, they were in the playoff picture. They're just sort of like like tumbling into the playoff picture now. (laughs) Yeah, it's not smooth at all. They're not free-falling. Yeah, they're (laughs) tumbling. They've tripped over the curb, and they've skinned their knee, and they're going into the playoffs now. You know those videos of people who fall on black ice, and it's like they're running nonstop? that's what they're doing. That's the 76 They look like a cartoon. They're like... (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I I, I wanted Jeanette here to do this because she appreciates wrestling like I do. We lost one of the all-time greats on Monday in Scott Hall, otherwise known as... Razor Ramon in his WWE days. An absolute icon. Just listen to his entrance music, by the way. I mean, Razor Ramon, just based off the name, you know that he, he just oozes machismo. Let's hear it real quick, Stone. This, this, this Razor Ramon entrance music here. 
So, growing up in the early 90s, and he made his WWF debut in 1992, and it was still the WWF. Mm-hmm. I mean, Razor Ramon instantly with the greased hair, the one strand on his forehead, yep. the toothpick. He's got one of the single most legendary looks in wrestling history, right, Jeanette? Absolutely. And that look had an influence on pop culture. It absolutely did. People wanted to be Razor Ramon. Uh-huh. And so here's what's interesting about Razor Ramon, too, is that, and about wrestling in general, Obviously, in the early 90s, I'm like seven, eight years old. I'm not allowed to stay up to watch the early iterations of Monday Night Raw, which started at like 9 o'clock on USA Network. So I consumed most of my wrestling on Saturday morning superstars. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so what they would do is uh, they would put together just a collection of matches from the week, and they would package it in a one-hour program on Saturday mornings. You would watch that after cartoons. And why Vince McMahon is brilliant is what he did back in those days they would put together pre-produced promos for certain wrestlers. And this is actually where Razor Ramon debuted as a WWF superstar in 1992. I want you to listen to Vince McMahon, who, yes, we know him as the owner of WWE, but he was the longtime, basically, play-by-play voice of the WWF in the early 90s as well. But listen to Vince McMahon introduce the character of Razor Ramon into Razor Ramon's first ever promo as a WWF wrestler. First appearance? First appearance. We take you now, ladies and gentlemen, to a Cuban immigrant, an individual who apparently feels as though the streets of America are paved with gold. Here is Razor Ramon. It was a different time. Ramon. Razor Ramon. I come from the gutter. I know that. <laughs> I got no education. Who needs it? <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Look at the gold. Look at my clothes. I'm a success. <laughs> I come into the WWF. All I want is what I got coming to The world, Chico. <laughs> Everything in it. That little you hear at the end of it is his toothpick hitting the camera. Like that toothpick <laughs> flick is just all time. Nailed it. Razor Ramon, I mean, he's, he's basically Scarface. That's mm-hmm. the inspiration for his character. But Jeanette. I grew up around Mexicans and Puerto Ricans in suburban Chicago. That's who I was raised with. They all thought that he actually was Hispanic. Scott Hall is a white guy. Yep. And that character, even Hispanics thought that he was a Cuban immigrant or Dominican or Puerto Rican. They all thought they were all stunned when they found out he was just a white guy. (laughs) <laughs> but he pulled it off. He owned that gimmick. He owned Absolutely. the character. And the way he transcended it through yes. the Royal Rumbles and everything. He 
it was awesome. I mean, and then Scott Hall went on to go to WCW. He was part of some of the biggest moments in wrestling history, the curtain call that destroyed kayfabe forever. He was part of one of the all-time great ladder matches with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10. But Razor Ramon, that character, it is influenced, like you said, influenced us culturally for those of a certain age. I'm 37. You're in your early 30s. Like, we all know Razor Ramon, even if you're not a wrestling fan, because he had that look. And honestly, before App State beating Michigan, the all-time greatest upset to me in my childhood was the 1-2-3 kid beating Razor Ramon. <laughs> he put, who turned into X-Pac, the 1-2-3 kid over, and it made Sean Waltman's career. The guy is a legend. He went through a lot of downs. A yes. lot of downs. Uh, I mean, suicidal, alcoholism. And bounced back and came back from it. He had a complication after a hip replacement and ended up succumbing to that. But, man, what a loss. What a cultural loss because Razor Ramon was just bleeping awesome. One of the biggest heels in WWE, yeah. period. One of the best heels of all time. Absolutely. And one of the best damn wrestlers of Absolutely. all time, too. So for dorks like myself and Jeanette who love pro wrestling, what a loss. But also, it has been amazing going down the wormhole on YouTube of some of his all-time promos. I urge you, just yes, search Razor Ramon promo on YouTube. You're going to be in heaven for at least an hour. For Jeanette Javier, awesome job as always. Congrats on the Astros job. Thank you. Still on the band, it's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. We're off tomorrow. NCAA Tournament. Talk to you Friday from Delray Beach Marketplace. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye.